Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey, I want to remind you about a couple of things down in the podcast description before we get started. Yes, yes, this is the time to hit follow and subscribe, and we'll see you Wednesday, Thursday of each week. Uh, Meanwhile, I have been having a lot of fun creating visualization meditations from my heart for you, uh, and I decided I wanted to gift you a couple of mini meditations because sometimes there's not enough time in the day, and I want to remind you that there is. So I have one on parenting, one for fertility, and soon there's going to be one for your business, work, creating path. I have had so much fun, so I hope you enjoy them as much as I enjoyed making them. I also put a thank you button down below there, and that's just to remind us to keep going, that you want to support the show, or whatever your reason is, and we put up a collage of all of you who we're thankful for on the 9th of each month up on social media, uh, and Instagram, and uh, maybe even TikTok. We'll see if we can figure that out. All right, let's jump in. Hey, it's Coach Ariel Anderson, mom, author, podcaster, and your ally in the world, creating what you're meant to for joy and health. I love playing in the realm of possibilities and looking at the differences and similarities, and today is a perfect day uh, with the sun breaking through and the cold and me thinking about uh, the realities in the car. So today is family in the car. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Somebody put up a new fence and they just put, uh, garlands and a wreath. It looks really nice with lights even during the day. Uh, so I'm thinking about this because I was dropping off my daughter and I realized as I was leaving the parking lot at school, I was reminded that even now, where are we? Four years since we left Europe. I still find myself uh, defaulting in my brain as an automatic reaction to European driving laws. So, you know, often in Europe, when you're driving or in Czech, but Europe generally, uh, there is right of way for the people coming onto the road from the right. Uh, Of course, you have to pay attention to signs and all that, just like anywhere. There are a gazillion signs, by the way, (laughs) Uh, compared to here uh, in California. However, what was interesting for me this morning was noticing that I had a reaction when somebody just slammed in. I was trying to come onto the road, well, the road in the parking lot at school, and someone just slammed through, didn't even look if I was coming and my body went, well, that's wrong. But I realized, of course, here, that is not true. Uh, it is the opposite. It's who's on the, the straight of way. Now, am I getting this wrong? <laughs> Could be. No, I'm pretty sure that's one of the things that's, that's different. Uh, and you can correct me and <laughs> write me at Ariel at imperfectparenting.net if you want to. But I'm pretty sure uh, because I had that reaction. I knew it. And the, so anyway, another thing that, that pops up, and this is just random facts and we'll get into some other family car stuff, is the 
the piece around being on the freeway. Now, so both of these things that I'm mentioning, if you're an expat and you're repatriating or if you are a foreigner or somebody else coming into the country, this is important to know when you're traveling the world that the different... You, you, we always look at, you know, the uh, rules of society, you know, like in Thailand, don't point your feet towards people, uh, that a fork is kind of, you know, aggressive, fork and knife can be aggressive, put in the mouth, for example. But here we're talking about being on the road, right? I'm going to take my seatbelt off because I just parked at the grocery store because I'm going to pick up cloves. Uh, okay, so on the freeway, one of the things that people often get pulled over for and now is challenging for me to undo from my brain is especially um in the speedier zones like on the Audubon when you're going and some people are going shocking speeds you know we we got up there to probably 200 something like that uh and we had a very sturdy car for that reason there's a reason people have these big you know SUVs and whatnot uh so you want to make sure that you're not just hanging out in that lane because you don't know how fast somebody's going to go. And so they have the rules set in place that you you move into the fast lane for passing somebody. That's why they call it a passing lane. And then you move back into the middle or slower lane. And here in the U.S., police are not super keen on that. Uh, because it looks like you're weaving through traffic and that is a no-no here. Whereas in Europe, it's actually the norm to be safe and to make way for the people who are faster, who might be shockingly faster and you want to make sure that you can get out of, you know, be not in the way when somebody's going 200 miles an hour, 200 kilometers an hour, whatever it might be. Uh, and so you want to just be a little careful of that. If you are traveling, be aware on the other side of things that there is that expectation that you don't hang out in the fast lane. Even if you're going what is considered the speed limit, there will always be somebody who's going faster. And so you want to just kind of pop in there to go around that super slow person or the person in front of you that's going slower and then move out of the lane. And here, don't do the weaving thing. <laughs> the police will think you're drunk or something. So uh, just a little note, their little expat moment there. Uh, I I find the whole reality of being in the car with family versus being in the car with family. I mean, sorry, being, being on your own, it's so different. You know, I, I was in the car with my daughter. I look at it as an opportunity to connect in the best way that we can because uh, in Europe, we got a lot more connection time because we would jump on a tram or the metro and we would be sitting together. We could interact. I would be making sure she's not falling over or vice versa. And it was a fun time to be together. Now she's looking at the back of my head. Maybe she sees me in the mirror. She can see my face. Now at least she's facing front, which she much prefers. Um, though we did have a mirror for her to be able to see us. It was, you know, frustrating. I remember that was a huge thing for her, being a very social being. That was that was really tricky. So, uh, you know, now it's finding ways to connect. So I sometimes I'll have music on if we're going for a longer distance. But if we're going to school or coming back from school, it's a time to connect and let her chat or ask questions. Usually in the beginning of the day, she's much more 
willing and, and interested in connecting. She's talking about what she's going to be doing today. There was something she wanted to give her teacher and she's thinking about that. And, you know, I'm mentioning that we're going to have an activity tomorrow connected to school and things like that. And yet on the way home, I'm wondering if it's the same for you. The energy's a little bit less, not that she would admit it. And she really doesn't want to talk. And, and so if I say, how was your day? Or ask any questions, it's super irritating. And I realize that it's a little bit about, it's similar to me in the morning. So me in the morning, which I've, now that she's, now that she's seven years old, or seven plus, I should say, there is, uh, I can actually explain to her that I need that time in the morning to be silent, to, you know, process my dreams, to uh, come into the day to do my meditation ritual, etc., to have my time before jumping into, you know, everything. <laughs> and I'm a much more pleasant person when I get that time, even if it's just like three minutes, six minutes, something like that. It doesn't have to be long, yet I need that. And if we wake up at the same time, I will ask for it or rather um, inform I'm going to be doing my ritual now. I really want to write down this dream. Just give me a moment and then she'll start singing. I'll say, oh, please, Ella, I really want to try and focus. I really want to hear those songs afterwards, though. You know, it's important to communicate those things because it's also honoring your kids, your child, to recognize what their body and psyche, spirit needs. Uh, and that's so important, you know do as I do, not just as I say kind of thing. We often will just rush around, do the things that have to be done and, and then say, oh, but make time for yourself, but we're not doing it. And I'm raising my hand for being one of those people. So on the way back from school, I noticed that she, I'm just sort of realizing this now as actually I'm saying this, but I realized that that's where she is. She's, but on the other end of the spectrum, it's sort of like end of day. It's end of her day, even if it's one o'clock, or if it's three o'clock, she's decompressing from the day. She's been holding it together. And do you notice this? Do you notice that your kids do the same thing? Maybe it's, it's the more extroverted, maybe, but I think we all at the end of the day, right? We take on a lot of energy and people's stories. We keep it together to some degree, uh, especially when we're interacting with people. And I know post, you know, lockdown, a lot of us are not out in the world as much. Some people, maybe it's more, uh, but I noticed that even my most outgoing friends, it's sort of, there's, um, more protection around, you know, how much time we spend with others. And that's part of the reason is because it's, it takes energy. And those of us who were internal and con called sensitive, oh, you're so sensitive for most of our lives have been feeling that forever. And I'm actually thankful that more people are realizing, you know, what it can be like. And so I do my best to listen to that. And I'm wondering if you notice that too with your kids, if they're a little grumpy when you ask questions. Teenagers, you often notice it. I didn't think it would start this early. Yet I really respect that she is able to voice it and say, Mom, I really don't want to talk about it. And I took it personally at first, like, oh, great, she doesn't want to talk about it. Well, one is when she was smaller and still sometimes now, uh, you know, kids are much more in the, min in the moment. In the minute, that's what I was going to say, in the moment, 
than we are. They are so present with the moment that sometimes reaching back, it feels awkward, uncomfortable, or they don't even remember. And then they get irritable because we're asking. (laughs) I don't know. I'm here now. Mom, dad, parent, grandparent, guardian, nanny, whoever it is. I'm here now. Why are you asking me about before? And of course, that's something that we do. Like, hey, what do you do in your life? What's your work? What are you doing here? How did you get here? Why did you move to Prague? Why did you move to Spain? Why are you in California? Like we ask all these questions, but is that really what matters? My mom used to get crazy because I would go out with somebody and she would have all these questions and she'd say, you didn't ask that? I don't really care where they went to school and and what they studied, what matters to me is how they feel, what they're doing right now, you know, who they are as people. And so I was more feeling people, feeling them out. And I mean, I don't mean literally, maybe literally, but mostly, you know, figuring, like I feel things, I feel people, I feel situations, I feel the right thing to to do. Everything goes through my emotions and my feelings, feeling in my body. And uh and kids can be like that too. You know, they they think a lot, they feel a lot. And so recognizing that sometimes the conversation can just be in the silence. And actually that's powerful for us too because maybe you or I we're running around on our way to pick them up or we were in the middle of something and kind of haven't disengaged with that from that completely. So I think it's powerful and, it, and just recognizing that it, it's an important time if they ask for it or if they're grumpy, just go, okay, you know, should we be quiet? And if they say no, say, Hey, you know, be curious. Should we put some music on or should we be silent? Uh, let's be silent. Sometimes that'll be the answer. Then, you know, when I'm on, I drop her off in the morning, for example, or since we're talking about families and cars, and I notice that I immediately, I, there's a song on that I like. I don't have my phone hooked up to the car. It's sort of the habit of either being silent, turning it off and being silent, or, you know, being with the music that's there getting introduced to if there's any new songs from different artists and I'm very thankful that the car tells me what what, which artist and what the name of the song is I'm very thankful for that uh because that's helpful um there's something I love and then I crank it up so as soon as she's out of the car I crank it up I don't want to really crank it up when she's here so uh, you know there's that but I just wanted to (laughs) I see my neighbor she's getting cupcakes I love that moms are like I am not baking all those cupcakes. I am buying those cupcakes. It must be somebody's birthday. Um, so I just wanted to, to put that out there. Just the recognizing the patterns, the opportunities, the moments of silence and rocking out. I loved rocking out. I realized when I'm not driving that much anymore, I miss that kind of cranking up the music and being in a good mood and enjoying it and then passing that on to others. And there's no place that you see the pay it forward more clearly than in the car because, uh, <laughs> I'm waving to my neighbor again, uh, because you, you really see it. So for example, I was in a good mood. I have a rule kind of on the way to school. If we're late, which we often are like 
doing a lot of things in the morning to get out of the door. Uh, you might know a little bit about that. Are you nodding? Are you going, yeah, uh, rolling of the eyes, all the things that happen. Oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, I forgot my shoes. <laughs> Whatever. Um, or maybe it's me. Where are the keys? Um, that's a, that's another piece. I'll do that in a minute, but paying it forward in the car. It's such a beautiful thing to see how things manifest. Like I talk about quick manifestation of things. So an example is, you know, on the way to school, when we're late, as I was mentioning, we don't let people in every single time. Uh, when the, cause there's a lot of traffic where we live because they merge two high schools you know, are not that close to each other. Well, they're maybe 15 minutes apart, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. Uh, they merged them into one location. And so now that the traffic is just shocking, it's so shocking at the beginning and the end of the day, it's, it's a little tough. And so in the very beginning of the day, I don't necessarily let in tons of people, um, unless it's of course an obvious like moment that would make sense to let them in. Uh, but so we go to school and, and I, if there's extra time, I will, if there isn't, then I don't. And that's just how it goes. But on the way back, I'm rarely in a hurry. I mean, occasionally I'll have a meeting, but usually not before nine. So there's time. And so today's a perfect example of that. I have time. I'm just going to the store. That's fine. No big deal. There's plenty of things to do, but I don't have to be home in like three seconds. And so there was a woman who very clearly was not going to get in for probably at least five minutes because the, the line behind me and in front of me was intense. Uh, traffic was slowed down enough that I could justify without completely pissing off the people behind us. And she was very thankful because I think she might have been on the way to school or she has kids in two schools because she had a child in the in the car. They may have stopped for coffee. I'm not sure. And so she was popping out and she was just, oh, thank you. And then I see her twice let other people in. And that's one of the things that when you let people in, you know, in Europe, I have to say, the zipper, as they call it, is done much more fluidly. It's, you know, every other person. And, and there's a lot of respect for that, at least in Czech. <laughs> if you're in Paris or Rome and you're on a roundabout, I have to say, terrifying. My husband and I were just talking about that. It's like, you have to be a very aggressive slash assertive driver where you get nowhere. Well, in this case, you know, people are in a hurry and this and that. It's not zipper. It's not every other. So in this moment, uh, she was thankful and rippled it out. And I, it's just beautiful to watch. And then you hope that those people echo it out and so on and so on. And if you were in the 70s, the Prell commercial was like, and they tell two friends and so on and so on. Uh, and it was just this multiplying. These days you think of it more negatively, like they talk about it with STDs and things like that. Like you have one, you're with one person and then you're with all the other people they've been with and vice versa. Well, in this case, in the, you know, positive realm or the, the echoing out beauty and kindness realm, it can be echoed out for the rest of the day. Uh, and I love that idea of that paying it forward. Um, and you do when people do it for me as well, I feel the same. Like it just, it's like that energy that was taken up from, (laughs) from being, uh, waiting and frustratingly, like all that energy that was saved then kind of shifts into a lighter way of being that, that I want to say thank you. And it often isn't thank you to the same person, which is sort of symbolic, right? You know, many times 
we get very transactional. You know, as I mentioned in another podcast, we were watching Billions and the, you know, psychologist, psychiatrist that was um, in-house for the team was addressing, you know, shifting her life, looking at how she could do things differently with more integrity and looking at herself. And it was realized that she made everything transactional. And I was like, oh my God, I do that. And I mentioned that in another podcast about how, uh, you know, often I feel this, you know, I don't want to ask a mom for help unless I'm also going to help them. Uh, and not everybody's like this. Do you know how many people I've had their kids over to our house and they never ask us over? It's not the same. I know it's just Mats and I are very much like that. And I know some others that are like that too. Uh, but it's just funny to watch now. We're not all the same. It's not a fact that that's how it has to be. And so I'm thinking about that in this case, you know, that we're reminded that it doesn't have to be the same person in the same moment. This paying it forward piece is very powerful. And very often you help somebody with moving and then somebody else helps you with moving. And sometimes we feel obligated with the same people, other times not. Uh, it, I've definitely gotten way tangled up in that in my past. I was way too focused on everything being even with people who were in my life, which was just nuts, of course, because that's not how it works. It works more in the way that, that, we're talking about with the cars that then later something happens with you with somebody else and, and with the other people with somebody else. And we're, we're not keeping it in this tiny little circular container. with spreading the love. Gosh, I love that. I really love that. I do. And I think I know that's so important right now. Well, always is to be echoing that out. I mean, that's the whole point of being here, being on the planet, is that we are taking our gifts, taking the things that we came to the planet with that we may not have even known were a gift and echoing that out to others. And they maybe echo it out to other people or we feel inspired and then it inspires others or we get brave. You get you get brave, you do something. When you do something, your kids notice it, right? They notice it and they're like, oh, I can be brave too. Maybe it's right away. Maybe it takes time. But they, they note those things down. They're in, it is noticed. Kids notice a lot. A lot, right? You notice that when they're little. You're like, oh, they heard that word. Okay, <laughs> you know. And not always a bad word. It can be the word God, it can be a four letter word. It can be, you know, um, some unusual word that you know they only probably heard from you, you know, tentative. And you're like, what? Why is this five year old using the word tentative? What? Uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a funny thing. And so it happens all around us. It happens all around us, not just with our families and how we echo out joy and we echo out grumpiness and, of frustration, you know, and we don't get enough sleep and we don't have time for ourselves or, you know, we echo those things out. But in the car with our families, we can echo out so many things. We can let them people know that we're listening and being heard inside of our family, inside of the cars. We can echo it out to others close by and they do the same for others as they go throughout their day. There's something about family and cars that is powerful. It's powerful for communication. 
It's powerful for boundaries and asking for what you need. Music, silence, curiosity, support. Maybe it's a time in that little space is a quiet time to have an exchange with one of your kids, older or younger, that is needed. Maybe for yourself, it's about turning off the the radio, the music, the podcast, or maybe it's about blasting it. It's about a time for what you need, a time of joy, a time to echo things out, a time to notice what's there. I'm Coach Ariel Anderson. I wish you all the best in what it is that you're doing and have a beautifully imperfect day. Definitely subscribe, follow, and check out what's down below in the description in case there's something that you might need with uh, fertility, parenting, or maybe something else. You just never know. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into our Imperfect Parenting Podcast. We hope you found some valuable insights and tips to help you navigate the challenges of parenting, your path, and accessing joy and health. Remember, it's okay to make mistakes and take time for self-care. If you'd like to connect with us, jump onto Instagram at IP underscore parenting or Ariel Green Anderson on both TikTok and Instagram for fertility. If you're interested in learning more about anything you heard on this episode, be sure to check out our podcast description where you'll find resources for parenting, creating success in work and life, and even fertility, including a couple of free meditations, which I just had a lot of fun creating from the heart. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with just even one person that you think might benefit from it. And if you wanna throw out a thank you and support, this journey and this podcast, please consider clicking the link in the description that says thank you. And, uh, you know, we're going to put a little shout out to you every month around the 9th on our social media, just with a collage and uh, a little hey to you. Remember, it's okay to embrace imperfection and prioritize self-care. We hope you have a beautifully imperfect day out there. Thank you so much for listening.